It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. SEC, SEC, SEC. It's the chant that many in college athletics fear or are annoyed by whichever way you swing on that. You make up your own mind. And even if you're an SEC fan, it might even annoy you a little bit as well. The question remains, though, who is the best conference in all of college athletics when you look at it on a holistic manner? It's a tough task to undertake. And actually, now I know it's information that you may not actually want to know when you look at it because it tells you what you're actually dealing with. So we're going to take a deep dive into the SEC, its dominance, and specifically for what it means for us as Auburn fans here on Ever to Podcast, our short form video and audio series where we break down the topics that are most prevalent to the Auburn family at this time. If you haven't, please do make sure you're subscribed on YouTube if you're watching there. If you're listening on our podcast app, make sure you tune in there as well by subscribing so you don't miss any content on either or format. Make sure you're following along on both of those and on social media as well. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I did some information digging more than I had planned to for this particular topic. And mainly these topics are not supposed to be really in-depth research type of videos. These are supposed to be off-the-cuff type of discussions that are really easy to put together and stuff like that. But as I posed this question to myself, and as I started to dive a little bit deeper into this, I found some intriguing information, and I found information that maybe you don't even want to know as an Auburn fan, but more specifically for those of you that's tuning in that are just general SEC or just collegiate sports fans uh, these are things that you may not want to know as well because it shows you that the SEC the question is is the SEC the most dominant conference in collegiate athletics that is the truth there is no hiding that and I'll show you why not just currently maybe currently there's at least somewhat of an argument but in the future that's where things get really really scary so let's dive into that here and i'm gonna give you some parameters now i am an amateur at this i have done as much information i can in a small amount of time trying to bring it all together to give you some sort of an idea of what we're working at so there's going to be imperfections in this there's going to be flaws in this but it'll give you a basic overview of what sec dominance actually does look like when you start breaking it down and look at it not just individually by the sports but on a holistic manner. So just keep that in mind as we go throughout this. This is also going to be information that we're going off of for just this athletic calendar year. So 2021 to 2022. And keep in mind that it's technically not over yet because baseball, as of doing this video, is still in the midst of the College World Series. But the reason I felt comfortable doing this video and the reason this kind of even posed the question, I realized that the SEC, no matter what, will have a representative in the College World Series Championship Series. So that is what posed this question here, and that is why we're kind of handling this right now. Even though baseball 
isn't over yet. And maybe if you're watching this off in the future, you already know who won the College World Series for men's baseball. So keep that in mind as well. We're also not really diving a lot deeper into the other conferences and how dominant they may or may not be in specific areas. Although I can tell you from my amateur research that it's not even close. And the closest one to the SEC would be the Pac-12, if I'm remembering correctly, and right after that, the ACC. Outside of that, well, I shouldn't say that because there's more information coming later on here about the future. The Big 12 is probably right in there. And I think you know where I'm going with that based off of that statement uh, right there. We're also going to keep this in the frame of the 21 collegiate sports that Auburn participates in. Now, keep in mind there are things like wrestling, water polo, uh, I'm trying, men's volleyball, men's gymnastics, and other sports that are not part of Auburn's participatory teams, if that's even a way to say that. Those are the ones that we're not going to count in this discussion and in this research because this is an Auburn-centric show, and we're going to just keep it within that. And it'll still give you a pretty good overview of how dominant the SEC is, even without that information provided to you. Uh, So you've also got to keep out individual championships as well. This is just team structure as well. I know I'm giving you guys a lot of caveats, but I'm trying to show you that I actually looked through some of these things and did a little bit of research. So for Auburn fans, this doesn't count things like SUNY Lee's National Championship at BEAM in gymnastics and various others. I think there's a couple of Florida individual champions as well. And finally, I'm counting the top two. So what that means is that for me to count you in how dominant your conference is, specifically for the SEC, the SEC had to rep have a representative not in the final four, not in the top eight, not in the top three, the top two, a champion or a runner-up. I counted you in this information gathering that I was doing. And so even with that small parameter, not just counting championship champions, but runners-up, it's pretty interesting information. So here's what I came up with. The SEC did not have a champion or runner-up in 12 of the 21 collegiate sports that we are looking at in this quote-unquote study. Okay, so 12 sports, they did not have a champion. We'll talk about those in just a second, but more about the future there as well. So that means nine of the 21 collegiate sports, not that I keep wanting to say Auburn, the SEC had a representative in, either as a champion or as a runner-up. So keep that in mind. That means five champions as well, and maybe six, depending on how baseball uh, comes out. Here is the interesting part, and then we'll talk about some individual sport discussion points. Lots of you know what's coming for the SEC. Oklahoma and Texas. If there was ever a time that you questioned that the SEC was the most dominant conference in, you know, the big sports, obviously, baseball, basketball, football, throw gymnastics in there lately as well. Don't ever doubt their dominance there. If that was ever going to be the case, when you start including everything else into the picture here, Texas and Oklahoma alone changed the landscape of college athletics entirely 
by just their addition to the SEC in a few years, maybe sooner than we think. More specifically, of the 21 sports that we're looking at within the spectrum of the ones that Auburn participates in, if you add Oklahoma and Texas, that means 15 of those 21 sports. There is a SEC champion or an SEC runner-up. Again, counting Oklahoma and Texas. So say that again. There was nine of the 21 represented without Oklahoma and Texas. With them in it, 15 of 21. That means 11 champions, maybe 12, once baseball gets this whole thing figured out. So let's break it down even further if you're not already kind of just either confused or flabbergasted at how dominant the SEC is currently, but could be as well. Let's talk about what this specific year they have no representation in the top two in. And again, I may have some mistakes here, so just keep that in mind. Men's cross country, women's cross country, women's soccer, women's volleyball, men's basketball, and women's golf. That's the only ones right there. Six sports that they have no representation in the top two in. A little bit shocking to hear the basketball thing as good as the SEC basketball play was this year. And honestly, I think it was a little bit shocking for things like uh, men's or women's cross country. Alabama has usually pretty good distance runners that come to their um, university. So I was a little bit shocked to not see one of those represented in, in there as well. Let's talk about what they do have representation in the top two in <laughs> we all know football <laughs> we got we we get it we get it alabama and georgia we get it okay so georgia national champions this year glad y'all finally got that <laughs> over that hill uh with alabama being the runner-up we that's the most prominent sport it always will be there's really not much more to discuss there and the proof has been in the pudding with the playoff system the sec is just dominant in football and probably always will be for the most part, especially now the Oklahoma and Texas. We're not even factoring in them yet in these individual discussions. Well, maybe a little bit, but we'll get more detail with them in just a second. Baseball. We've already talked about it a little bit. Still in the process currently as of doing this video, Auburn and excuse me, Arkansas will be eliminating uh, one of the two in an elimination game, which will then take on Ole Miss. Who will, so it'll be Ole Miss and somebody representing uh, excuse me, let me back that up just a second there. Uh, you might have a Texas A&M and somebody from our side in the SEC. But basically what you need to take away from this is there's a guaranteed SEC representative in the top two of that baseball World Series championship series. Guaranteed at this point. With women's basketball, talk about a championship. The South Carolina Gamecocks have been incredible over the last few seasons, uh, and they have a championship this year and many more to go with that. In gymnastics, Florida was a runner-up. I'll go ahead and throw a caveat in here because we'll start getting, well, you know what, we'll hold Oklahoma and Texas for just a little bit longer. Women's indoor track, Florida are the champions. Women's outdoor track, Florida are the champions. Men's outdoor track, stop me if you heard this before, Florida are the champions. In men's tennis, Kentucky was in the final two. In equestrian, Texas A&M was in the final two. I know it's shocking not to hear Auburn as a champion or a runner up there. That's the way it's been going for Auburn equestrian these days. It's great. (laughs) Can do it in the regular season, but not in the postseason. 
still don't want to take anything away from the ladies and some incredible accomplishments they had, but it's still it's, it's a, little, it's a little bit frustrating when you kind of break it down and look at it. Let's add Oklahoma and Texas. And this is just where it gets nuts, where you just, you wouldn't think two individual universities would add this much dominance based on this year to a conference. And more specifically, Texas. Let let me just say this. We give Texas a lot of flag. Yeah, you had your own network, the Longhorn Network. Yeah, you thought you were better than everybody else. Basically, you don't need a conference. But when you see what they bring to the table, my goodness. Yeah, you might not be as relevant in football right now. You're okay and pretty good in basketball every once in a while. Baseball, you, you showed up to this year in the College World Series. But you look at some of these other sports, though. That's where Texas really shows how much they invest in their athletic programs and how dominant they are and will make the SEC. All right dive a little bit further. The ones that we've talked about that include these two. In gymnastics, Oklahoma were the national champions. So then you would have Florida as the runner-up, Oklahoma as the national champion as futuristic SEC uh, representation. With women's indoor, outdoor, and, uh, excuse me, let me back that up, women's indoor and outdoor track and men's outdoor track, it was completely the same. Florida was the champions. Texas, all the way through, were the runner-ups there. It's got to be sticking in their crawl a little bit to know that Florida, they just couldn't get over the hump there uh, for them. Now let's talk about the sports that we haven't added to the equation that just include Texas and Oklahoma being a representative and in our futuristic SEC, them representing the SEC as a potential top two in these sports, which is, again, is just absolutely incredible. Women, uh, Men's swimming, Texas right there as a runner-up. Women's swimming, Texas is the champions. Men's golf, Texas is the champions. Men's indoor track, Texas is the champions. In softball alone, both of them are in there as runner-up and Oklahoma being the champions. Women's tennis, if it wasn't enough to take down softball by yourselves, Texas are the champions and Oklahoma are the runners-up. Look at that alone with Texas as just runners-up and specifically championships. And yes, some of the sports that a lot of us overlook, and you shouldn't, but you do, because we always just pay attention to the big three mainly. Look at what they're bringing to the table. Look at what Oklahoma's bringing to the table. Look at what the two of them are bringing with the table. And then look at it right now without them and how dominant the SEC is in the big ones. Look how dominant they're going to be holistically in this futuristic SEC that we're talking about. So this was a bit of a deeper dive into some statistics, numbers, figures, and things that I don't normally want to do on this particular series because, like I said, that's supposed to be just an off-the-cuff discussion. I couldn't pass it up, though, once I started digging and digging and digging. So I hope you found some of this interesting. If you found any flaws or things that I had mistakes on, please do let me know in the comment section here on YouTube. If you're following along on the podcast, love to hear from you on social media at the uh, Twitter handle at E2C Network, or if you want to hit me up personally at Kyle Loomis 24. Those are where you can give us some feedback on this topic if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions on it. But we appreciate you listening to Ever to Podcast. And we hope that you're subscribed on YouTube, following along on the podcast, and make sure you're following along on social media as well so you never miss a piece of content that we're putting out for you on any of those venues. Till we talk to you again, 
War Eagle, SEC, SEC, SEC.